Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 92, season 5, episode 12, entitled Operation Righteous Cowboy Lightning, originally airing January 27th, 2011. David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Cabletown has officially taken over from GE, and as part of his Jack attack, Jack remembers that the shows that got the best ratings recently on NBC were all disaster specials with celebrities begging for money. So to get ahead of the next one, he puts together a Mad Libs special using various celebrities that can be used whenever the next disaster happens as soon as it happens. Meanwhile, a camera crew is following Tracy around for Angie's new reality show. And because he doesn't want to ruin his chance to win the Oscar, Tracy makes sure nothing he does can be used on camera, which Louis uses to her advantage to get him to catch up on some tasks he was already supposed to do in the past. Finally, all the talk of a natural disaster has the writers trying to figure out what they would do in the event of an emergency. And when Lutz says that he has a car, everyone vies for his affections to make sure they're one of the three people he'll take out of town. Yeah, so this is definitely one of those... I would I would put it in my infamous uh, episodes list just because... Uh, I remember all of the beats of this episode except for the reveal that it's Meg Gilson. Meg, uh, Mel, Meg Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson. Uh, that, it, that it's Mel Gibson's island, but it's it's a perfect Thirty Rock twist because you know at the time. Well, I mean, I guess it's still topical, but even more so, it was way more topical then, and it was the perfect celebrity to put in that position, and um, the whole storyline of uh, Lutz, you know. I don't. I've never really cared for the Lutz character, and I'm thinking, if I remember correctly, this is sort of his last big storyline. Like, I don't think he really has any much, and so like that's the only part of this of this episode that's weak to me. But without a doubt, the highlight is the Liz and Tracy stuff because it's every scene in them is just perfect. Like, it's Liz finally airing all the grievances she has against Tracy, but she can't do anything about it. And Tracy just always having the upper hand on her no matter what. It's just so perfect. And specifically the whole Billy Joel scene is... I, I oh, Every time I would rewatch it, I would probably watch that scene five to six times. I would just keep rewinding it and watch it. Because it's just... It's so good for so many reasons. But we, I can talk more about it when we finally get there. But um, I mean, so I think like overall, the, the Lutz brings this episode down for me. But the rest of the episode is so solid that I can forgive it because I think it's I think to me it's a standout. Definitely one of the best episodes of this season thus far. Um, and yeah, I don't know what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I thought it was a really really strong episode and probably the best of the season. Um, it's Thirty Rock at its best, which is when it's parroting the TV industry, which it does, and really the two main storylines both from the disaster special end and the reality TV end and how they try to get around being filmed. So, I mean, it, it's, yeah, definitely, like, the writing is top-notch. Like, the the little twists that they pull out are really clever. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I didn't even mind the Lutz storyline that much. I don't, I don't <laughs> think it's bad. I just think I don't like the Lutz character, so giving him that storyline just seems kind of like a waste because it's like he's just like a sniveling little wimp, and it's just like I don't... I don't know. I feel like yeah. it, it would have been nice to see maybe like Tufer get that role because Tufer really hasn't had a story since like mm-hmm. season one. Like, yeah, that was 
that was about it. Or I guess he had that bigger role when they were doing the um, the race. The um, if he was a if he was hired on simply because he was black or not. Like then I guess that was season three. But even then, that was like a small bit. Like and I, I just I don't like the Lutz character and the reveal that oh I don't have a car and all of that was just like. Uh, Let's just, can we go back to more of Tracy and Liz or more Jack stuff than this? I don't know. But still, like, it's so minor that it's not that big of a deal. But, um, yeah. I mean, this is a fantastic episode. There's just so many moments in it that are golden. Yeah. Um, now, is this one of those episodes because you think it, because you enjoyed it, is this one that you'd remembered from when you'd first seen it? I, mean, I actually didn't. Like, even though you'd think it would be very memorable, I didn't actually remember oh, wow. anything about it. But, which is surprising, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't remember, I don't think any of it at all. So, but, um, so I think we've gotten into a pretty strong run of episodes. Like, the season seems it's really, it's really been like, it's, it's seemed to ebb and flow, like, through, like, it had, it, excuse me, through it's had, like, runs of good and bad. And, like, I don't know the the there was like a strange low point around the, the episodes cluster around like Jack like figuring out what he wanted to do with his career where like all of this like existential crisis like I don't know it just I feel like Liz took a that back, that kind of like dragged that whole like run of episodes down I feel yeah, like I feel like they sort of lost a little bit of what made yeah. Thirty Rock special or like their main drives for each character and I don't know maybe they were trying something different saw it wasn't working and. It was too late to, you know, obviously the episodes were shot. It was too late to fix it in those, that small run, but they, they, they corrected it. And I feel like, yeah, it's been on a, it's, it's been on a, a good path towards the finale. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it holds out. Like I, I, I feel like I have good memories of season five ending pretty strongly. Um, cause I know we're, we're, we're getting closer and closer to Queen and Jordan, which might be my favorite episode of the season. Uh, definitely but it's another one of those infamous episodes i think for me just because it uh, it was i distinctly remember because i would have been in school at the time like i was just watching it in between classes and i literally as soon as the episode finished i started it back over i was like i gotta watch that again because there's just so much in here that i want to enjoy um but yeah we're we're getting there i think yeah i think 30 rocks fifth season is finally back on track and is leading to its its strong finale but we'll just have to stay tuned to find out any other thoughts before we hop in? Let's hop in. All right. So the cold open is going to be Liz and Jack standing outside 30 Rock watching the GE lights turn off and the Cable Town lights come on. Doesn't matter how long you've lived in New York, it's still fun to look up and pretend all the buildings are giant severed robot penises. Be quiet, Lemon. It's happening. Wow. Out with GE, in with Cable Town. Seems like one of us should sing the circle game right now. 30 years at GE. Now it's on to phase two. I am like Keats as Stout Cortez, staring at the Pacific with a wild surmise and daring to imagine what new planets might swim into my ken. So, will we be getting new employee IDs? Because I'd really like to retake my photo. Good God, what happened? I was holding in a snart, and then right when she took the photo... Don't you want to know what a snart is? I can tell you now, it's 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, so this, I guess, is one of those, another another reference to, like, your, like uh, you were saying earlier, where they, not so much parodying um, 
TV uh, just being very tracks, meta, but, yeah, being very, very meta about itself and self-referential. This is the last episode uh, they started airing it. This is when they expanded the must-see TV block to three hours, and Thirty Rock had made the jump to ten o'clock shift. So, um, but I also like that they 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 explain the snart without being like really spelling it out for you like you can connect I feel like it's pretty easy it's pretty on the nose but like they she doesn't explicitly say a snort and a fart like she just snort and a fart or a sneeze and a fart uh she just she showcases what it is but you can figure out what it is to begin with back at 30 rock Liz is on the TGS set and learns that Tracy is literally phoning it in FYI Tracy's phoning it in today what else is new no mother Literally. Are you also staying at this hotel? Lie! Tracy, we've been playing this game for five years now. When is it ever going to stop? I don't know. After I win a bunch of awards for my movie, it's not going to get better. I don't see how it could get any worse. Good question, Liz Lemon. When you win an Oscar, it opens up an elite level of actor craziness. Throwing telephones at hotel employees, speaking to the UN about some messed up crap in Africa, and I'm definitely getting a private island. You're getting an island? Every crazy A-lister owns an island. Nicolas Cage, Celine Dion, Charles Whitmore. This is a whole new world in front of me, LL. I'm like Stout Cortez. He's my gardener. He's easily amazed. You have two choices here. Either you can stay in your room like a child, or you can get out there and do your job. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. That was misleading. I'm not going to rehearse. I'm going to get a sandwich and then eat it on the toilet. So that's a good bit of foreshadowing there about every A-list, crazy A-list mm-hmm. actor owning a private island. Yeah, which is true. There's a ton of people that actually are celebrities that own islands. Uh, the Charles Widmore is a little bit of a an easy-to-miss reference to um, Lost. That's Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah. Um, I, I'd kind of forgotten. Thankfully, the IMDb trivia helps remind mm-hmm. me about that. Um, but yeah, so I know Barbara Streisand owns an island. I guess her and James Brolin technically both own it. But yeah, there's just... The fact that you just have so much fucking money that you can literally buy an island. Like, it's one thing to buy land to build a house on or a mansion or whatever. But to literally just buy an island, just that's just that's stupid money. That's you could give that money to. <sighs> I only buy islands on clearance. I'll never just, pay full price. It's, it's obscene. I, I just I I don't respect that in any in any unless you're using it to I don't know help people which they're fucking not like it's it's just it's just gross to me i don't like it anyway well if i ever find out you've bought an island then i'm gonna (laughs) remind you of this moment if i somehow enough money to buy an island i'd i would hope that i would be smart enough to do something better with the money than buy an island i don't even care that much for the tropics why would i want to buy an island anyway buy an arctic island just buy a big shit ice Put a little igloo on it. I guess you could probably do that, right? Because, I mean, anyway, fuck owning islands. I think it's fucking stupid. Well, thank you for that controversial hot take. There, well, that's what I'm here for. Setting the mics on fire. So, Liz is already frustrated and her day's just begun. Um, she notices Kenneth is in his best-dressed page outfit and learns of the reason why. 
What are you wearing? My NBC page dress blues. I want to look good in case I get on camera. On what camera? Well, Mrs. Jordan's reality show is going to be following Mr. Jordan around while he's at work. What? I know. Isn't it exciting? I've never been on TV before. I hope I photograph okay. Because when I look into a mirror, there's just a white haze. Who told Tracy he could bring cameras here? Well, Mr. Donaghy. Thank you. I couldn't put the memo in your mailbox because it's full of unread adoption materials. Yeah. Hey, are the reality cams here? Yeah. Oh, God, Lutz, why? What? I don't want tush lines. Ah. Oh. You know, I have enough problems with Tracy. I don't need cameras following him around while he's here. Do you know what pays for your show, Lemon? Our product placement deal with Sullivan Psychiatric Clinic. Sullivan Psychiatric, you'll drool over our crazy prices. Reality TV. A woman with hundruplets, a live execution, the real transvestite hoarders of Orange County Penitentiary. Oh, that show is upsetting. Why does the warden let Lady Extravaganza have so many spoons? Programs like that are the lifeblood of this industry. They're cheap, promotable, and even if they're terrible, you get a rating and move on to the next idea. Everybody wins. Well, I happen to think we are in a new golden age of scripted television. Shh, shh. I mean, it's okay. They're kind of repeating what we've already said back in previous episodes about reality shows, but they're, I mean, at this point, like, they're, obviously, they're not wrong because they're writing from a perspective of knowing exactly how it works. Like, they know what the game that they're, that reality shows play, but it's just like, as like Liz is about to say here with like scripted television, I mean she's she's also right too because this was the era where Breaking Bad, Mad yeah. Men, all of those shows were really bringing back a lot of people that had sort of written off television as like a last gasp for uh, for entertainment. Where those shows really helped bring back a prestige. Not just you didn't think of HBO as the only channel or the only uh, provider that was giving you yeah. prestigious TV. Like AMC had sort of turned the tables and offered it up and it it made a lot of not just cable but a lot of network shows also step their game up a little bit too so yeah it's just well interesting in a way i feel like we're sort of having the same conversation now like maybe instead of golden age it's like the glut because that's the echelon well well, just the glut of all the platforms and programs available and you know people still talk about i guess reality because i mean you know nowadays it's well, I guess still the Real Housewives, like that probably had been already started by this by this time this episode here. But it's like, I mean, it's still enduring. Like 90 Day Fiance is what I think of as like the big, like trashy reality show that's like inexplicably popular these days. But um, oh, is that the one with the guy with no neck or something? I don't know. I I think it's about well, 90 Day Fiance. So it's about people like marrying for getting visas or something i really don't know mm-hmm. i've i've only heard about it i haven't watched it but i mean it, it's like it's it's tlc or something anyway it, like it's very popular like yeah. it was getting huge ratings during the pandemic like even more than i think it's normal ratings but but is it popular because it's trashy and it's the same reason a lot of people watch well, reality tv and i mean it's, just it's like, a compelling these people are kind of thing or is it i, like I don't compelling? know i think it's diverse i mean i think okay. i think it's both it's probably they probably just probably like train wrecky you know dramatic right. people and just like some people where you're investing their storyline if they're yeah. it, it's gonna work out and i mean but i don't feel like that's the same for i mean even like if you if you're talking about like quote-unquote trashy stuff such as real housewives or kardashians i mean i feel like it's all the same like it's some of it is over the top drama some of it is you're probably you know interested in the well-being of certain people on the show but um i just remember when like jersey shore was sort of hitting its peak 
there were a number of friends that were just like, oh, but you just want to watch it because of how terrible they are and they're so awful and you just want to laugh at them. I was like, to me, that's not funny. Like, and I would rather watch something that mm-hmm. I know is funny. And I don't know. I just like laughing at people because they're stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, don't know. Like some people, I, I don't know, people yeah. watch TV differently. No, like absolutely. Some, you know what I mean? I mean, some people like watch you know like i don't know like hgtv and like food shows all right these, yeah, but at least there's you know? substance to that yeah. like you can learn something from watching hgtv or watching food network and learning like recipes you could learn something from that or even if you never actually enact it you can be like oh that looks kind of cool i might make that someday or ask someone to make that for me yeah. watching jersey shore what are you learning you know like there's no there, there seems like there's very little it's because well, it's because you want to be entertained by like a storyline that isn't like too mentally t- you know what i mean like because yeah. i mean in not all fic- scripted or fictional shows, like, there's not necessarily a, I don't know, a like, deeper meaning, but, like, that's straight up, like, this is, like, pure plot, you know what I mean? Like, there's gen- right. it's, 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 there's not anything to, like, think about. Well, I won't say completely, because I'm sure there are shows out there that probably do, but, I mean, in general, like, they're watching shows because you're like, it's a storyline they can be entertained by, and they're not, like, thinking, what's the deeper meaning, or having to even, you know, even think hard about any of it, you know? I guess. I like, I feel like a lot of people, I don't know, just watch tv that way yeah but anyway this was like pre-netflix though which is interesting because i mean i feel like that's when people like even though i guess that was post mad men and breaking bad for the majority of the runs like i feel like the era is after house of cards and orange the new black started for the next future like i feel like that's like the Mm -hmm. biggest like when people talk about because i think breaking bad was still on for a couple years after that and mad men was maybe ending around then i feel like breaking bad wrapped up in 2014 okay so that would have been yeah because i think house of cards and orange were like what 20 was that 2012 or am i is that was it later than that no i'm i think yeah remember. they were 2013 because I, okay. I think the first season had aired before we had started dating because i think i i think we had both watched the first season we're gonna watch the second season gotcha. together i think so yeah 2013 is when okay. i started here. okay yeah summer 2013 yeah so okay so yes yeah, so that would have been right beginning of that that mm-hmm. was the end of breaking bad and then i don't know i feel like that's when fx like was really starting to make its moves and getting into producing like HBO level content and obviously mm-hmm. HBO, everything HBO was doing. And yeah, Game of Thrones had been hitting for a couple just, of years at yeah, that time. That, yeah, that was right. That was started around then. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Like I, I bash on reality TV, um, but I've sort of gotten into like RuPaul's Drag Race because we've, we've been watching it because... But I was... But that's a competition but show. Exactly. Exa- it's not exactly. a straight up... It's, it's not... It's not just people living in a house or living in a like. I mean, I mean, I watched the real world too when I was growing up. But then once I got older, I realized like this is just kind of schlocky. Like, it's just it's 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 almost like a pattern. Every every season was just let's get people that don't work together in the same house and of course expect drama and blah blah blah. Whereas like Drag Race, it's and I and I I've told this story before, but I don't think I've said it on here. But I remember seeing that show on uh, like years ago on like online and i didn't look into it but i just i would see the title rupaul's drag race and i was like i know who rupaul is and i know what a drag race is in literal terms of being like drag cars yeah i was like did she make a jump at some point in her career to start hosting drag racing because that's really funny and i never looked into it but then i'd seen like memes and gifs over like the last decade of you know the show and i was like oh that's kind of okay but it was always like the most over dramatic out of context clips but we sat down and started watching it and i was like okay this actually is not bad because it's a talent competition because it's about really who does best instead of just you know 
it's not on your character necessarily. It's it really is your talent and what you're doing in the competition. Although for the last couple of seasons of All Stars, they've really made it to where the contestants are the judges, and it, I think it's ruining that part of the show for me because it really does come down to friendships and um, biases rather than actual talent. And I'm hoping that changes, but I don't think it will. Because I think it's it's working too much for them in the in the ratings and. Yeah the fan feedback so i might just have to get over that bit of it but anyway so that's a show i like but yeah but the reason i didn't like a show that like survivor or big brother that is a competition is because it's the same reason i don't like the later seasons of all stars is because they're voted on by their peers rather than a set of judges that are you know completely subjective so it's just like or objective Objective? well so sorry i mean they're no, I mean, it's their subjective... Well, I say it's their subjective opinion. It's also, I mean, you have to remember that, I mean, it's not just the judges. There's, like, a lot of producer input true. into who's But, I mean, they don't... And, but you don't you know. see that necessarily. Right, that's true. Yes. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I say, I don't know. But I, also, I feel like in a way we're starting to exit, like, the big rally thing. Because, like, the well, the biggest thing is, of course, is the Kardashians show ending. And I think I feel so almost because they've established their brand so much that it's, like, they're not, you know what I mean? Like, at one time, like, that TV show probably was their biggest source of publicity and money. Mm-hmm. Now it's, like, it, it, the audience is just, it's a legacy audience, you know what I mean? And a lot of that, I don't know, is moving to various forms, whether it's, like, TikTok or you know younger people yeah. maybe TikTok for their reality or I mean honestly the the political situation in this country the last four years has been the most popular reality show by far you know what I mean so that's that's can't compete with that in a way, and I mean and that's that's across all forms of media and in different you know just I don't know like it'll be interesting to see like I don't know years down the road like how long term like what you know what I mean like will politics go back to being like in the background for most people. Like, will that have changed yeah. the way reality, television, reality, you know what I mean? That sort of thing works for the rest of culture. Like, I, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I do. I, I would agree with you. I think the the reality, I wouldn't say boom, but I, I feel like reality is, is going to take a little bit of a backseat now. I, I, I could be wrong, but I just feel like, I don't know. When my finger's not on the pulse as it used to be anyway, but... <sighs> Back to Jack and Liz. As I begin phase two of my Jack attack on Cable Town, I've been doing some research. Do you know what the most successful reality events of the past five years are? Celebrity benefits for natural disasters. The viewership is huge. Yes, but those ratings mean nothing. All the networks air those benefits at the same time, so no one gets an advantage. True. Unless only one network is carrying it because only one network is ready to broadcast a benefit on the night of the disaster. But that's impossible. There's not enough time to put it together. Unless you've pre-taped the show beforehand and filmed options for every possible disaster scenario. You're going to pre-tape a benefit for a disaster that hasn't happened yet? That is bad karma, Jack. I mean, this morning I stole a cab from a pregnant lady on crutches and I am just waiting. (gasps) Uh, My goodness, Lemon. The people affected will still get money, but so will NBC. Everybody wins. Oh, and I need Jenna to sing. I'll do it, but I hate my dress. So does this set the precedent if if Jenna just hears that she's singing, she she just appears? Exactly. Okay. I like it. She she, she just has a supersonic sense for when people are talking about her, and then there she is. Yep. So have you ever watched a celebrity, like, telethon benefit? No. I have to say me neither. I remember the Katrina one 
being well, incredibly big at the time, yeah. obviously, because yeah. of the George Bush hates black people thing becoming a big thing. But I just honestly don't know that they're on because I don't watch a lot of TV live. So I don't know to, to keep an eye out for stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not flipping through channels trying to find something to watch and stumble upon it. So, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah I've never been a fan of those kinds of things. I think they're a good idea. I mean, especially like if you're raised. But I, mean, I feel like we've had this conversation before because I, I remember explicitly saying, just give the fucking money that you're going to use to air it on TV. Oh, that's just right. Give it to those those you're right, you're right. those those reliefs and save the millions. Yes, of that's dollars. right. We we don't need to we have that conversation that, again. That, that no. again. Personally, I find them too earnest and not entertaining enough. I'd rather just give right to the charity. Yeah. Online. That's anyway. a good idea. Yeah. I mean, most of them it's it's usually Red Cross. Red Cross is usually the main. Yeah really fun that they're they're asking you to donate to yeah i don't know what was the last big was it i feel like it was like an earthquake right? did they do a covid related telephone no i don't think they would have done that was it one of the wildfires no the was it the australian stuff maybe i don't know yeah i feel like googling one was the last celebrity (laughs) benefit telephone not it's not gonna i feel like there was something else something online that they did this year maybe it was a, a covid related thing so jack goes to the nerds in the writer's room to i get ideas and topics for what could be a new relief charity uh, event and that stumbles them upon the idea of well if there is actually a cataclysmic event that ends the world how do they survive well i just finished a screenplay where a tidal wave destroys washington someone write down tidal wave shut him up what about a tornado that hits a handgun factory and it's just spinning around shooting handguns? What happens when the second flood comes and you aren't allowed on Reverend Gary's Ark? Especially since Reverend Gary made it clear the Ark is just for teenage boys. You know, with global weirding and everything, stuff like that could totally happen here. There was a cyclone in Brooklyn last year. It destroyed two vintage t-shirt stores and a banjo. If something does happen, it'll probably be while we're at work. I mean, this is where we spend all of our time. We should have a plan in place. If we don't, I will freak out and start karate kicking people. Everyone needs an emergency plan. For instance, right before the Ark leaves, I'm supposed to castrate Reverend Gary. So someone on IMDb thought it was fun trivia, where I think it's kind of a stretch. But do you remember the Reverend in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yes. Reverend Gary... Wayne Gary, Johnson? Gary Wayne Jarvis? I don't know. Something like that. But some people were making the connection that 30 Rock is sharing... Uh, a universe but i think it's i think it's just coincidental well no because the reverend here seems to be obsessed with teenage boys right whereas the reverend and kimmy schmidt was as obsessed with adult women was kimmy an adult i feel oh. like she was like 18 right women just of women, an age just women of an age of any age apparently because a lot of those women are varying ages that's true <laughs> but yeah um yeah well this is actually like this episode was like well, i won't say like coincidental timing but in 2012 was hurricane sandy which obviously like caused a lot of issue mm-hmm. in the That's new right. york area yeah. so it's like that like it was i mean i wouldn't say prescient because obviously like events happen and in, in, in whatever and in, in obviously new york being a big city things happen there but it's just like i mean in, in, i don't know as soon as they were talking about like what would we do if there's a disaster like i immediately thought of hurricane sandy which was like only like i don't know a year later than this probably a year and a half so they probably had to put their plan in action then, or they would yeah. have had to. Yeah, so. they would have had everything ready to go. Yeah. Um, but back on the TGS set, Tracy is oddly on his best behavior. I see you finally decided to come to work. 
Of course. I'm just continuing my consistent professional behavior. Let's laugh together, friend. <laughs> What's going on with him? First of all, good morning. And to answer your question, it's Angie's cameras. These reality shows want crazy behavior. So Tracy's keeping it boring. Give them nothing that could make them look bad. Since when does Tracy care about looking bad? Since he got nominated for an Oscar. Then once he wins, it's on to the next level, which I am not looking forward to. That irony wants to buy is filled with scorpions. Let's do it again from the top. I want to get it perfect because perfection is my middle name. Unclaimed perfection, baby boy. Uh, anyway, so um, while the writer's room is still figuring out their doomsday plan, uh, Liz realizes she can use uh, this new good Tracy for her benefit and starts, I guess you could say blackmailing, kind of, in a way. Just using, just using the camera. Taking advantage of this situation. Yeah. Tracy, I need you to do something. Of course, friend. Teamwork is the key to success. <laughs> yeah, you need to stay late for a wardrobe fitting tonight. It should take about two hours. Okay, no problem. After that, I need you to record that DVD commentary that you've been putting off for five years. Hope you didn't have plans tonight. No, I wasn't going to buy two blimps and crash them into each other to see what sound they made. Look, is there anything that you two could maybe fight about? An argument that culminates in a racial slur would be lovely. Sorry, this is going to be nice and boring. Tracy's even going to agree to attend a fundraiser for my cousin's dance studio. Aren't you, Tracy? So, we're good? Never better. I'm as happy as a clam that wants to kill some woman. Great. You're the best. Love you. Love you more. It just hit me. This reminds me of the... Was it season one or season two? Where they sort of switch places and... Um, she Like, they're about to go to the strip club for Lutz's... Um, bachelor bachelor party and she goes but you're not and he goes twist and she turns the tables where he has to stay behind and uh oh right well, the... what was the context of that i can't remember but where they sort of switch places for like a, a day oh i think it was like seeing what was it because i think he ends up giving up first but what, what, was, what was their competition or but it was something like who could act best or something like that. What was that? Yeah, I can't remember, but I remember right. He stayed at the studio Twist. all night to write the yeah. episode of TGS. Yeah. Was because I feel like he was dressed in the same manner to be like professional, but I can't remember yeah. what he was going for with that. But that 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 whole exchange there, Liz being super nice to him, but knowing that he can't say no because he has to look his best, reminded me of that. So I was like, are they retreading the same ground? But no, they're not. It's just just coincidence. Um, but back on the, uh, I guess I guess the same. I guess this would be the TGS stage. Um, we get. Did you forget that Robert? De Niro? I had no idea that Robert De Niro came I, on I'd this forgotten show. he had a cameo on Thirty Rock, and it's only this one scene. And it's hilarious. And it's a, it's a fantastic one. Although the the whole English thing. Oh well. That bit is in, but once, once, once they get into him reading all the lines the yeah. writers have prepared oh, for so, whatever so the disaster good. may be, especially the and we're grateful for the 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 flood that put out of this devastating wildfires. It's just like man. Uh, so here's Robert De Niro on Thirty Rock. Well, I don't know, Jack. This just doesn't feel right, Bob. It's for charity. And if you don't do it, I'll have MSNBC tell the world you grew up in England. But I'm so identified with New York, you bloody tosser, Bob. 
Okay. Disaster options. Take one. We'll always remember where we were when we heard that tornado had hit a handgun factory. Two days ago, when people thought of a mudslide, they just thought of getting drunk in an Applebee's. But now we know it as the thing that destroyed Denver. When the birds first started attacking us, we all thought it was pretty funny and made Hitchcock jokes. But we're not laughing now, because our laughter excites the birds sexually. This devastating wildfire, this horrible flood, this wonderful flood that put out that devastating wildfire, these super-intelligent sharks. All that, that whole bit about the birds and how we, when it first came out and we all started laughing about how silly it was, it makes me think of, I mean, just probably the most recent thing, but the whole COVID stuff. I know a lot of us, when we first started hearing about it, just laughed it off, right? Like, we're all like, it's not going to be a big deal. And now we're literally about one year out from when all of that really started. And it's like, maybe we should have taken it more seriously. And not to say that everyone wasn't taking it seriously, but... I mean, I don't know. I feel... when I, I think it depends. Like, yeah, I remember feeling really nervous for a while, and like, I really distinctly remember one of my coworkers, like, about two or three weeks before we all started working from home, said, "I'm just sick of hearing about all this COVID stuff. I don't think it's a big no, deal." No, I think I think all of us I mean, had that thought or said I, that. I, I don't know because yeah. I remember that time. Like, I was like, I remember <clears throat> feeling like, uh, I don't think that's the case. You know what I mean? So yeah. the, I think that so this was I don't know. Like, I don't. know. I feel like we. If you look back at the end of last year, like, no one really... I mean, it was still only in China. No one was taking it seriously mm-hmm. at all. And then, like, January is fine. February... Like, then as we got towards the end of February, though, like, I feel like that's when it started, like, seeming a little bit more dicey. And, I don't know, March, I guess. Like, I don't feel... I don't know. Like, by March, I was getting... I was feeling, like, kind of, like... Not, like, not knowing, like, oh, we're going to work from home for months because right. the government's not going to get it under control and it's going to be a disaster. But I remember thinking, like... I don't know. Like, this isn't getting better. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, there were definitely some people at that point that it was early on, and like you know, that was when there were it was like contained in like Seattle and New York, and it was, you know it hadn't really spread hadn't much really elsewhere. That people were like, oh, it's not a big deal. But then but, it was once those people were. But I feel like, traveling I don't know. to New York and traveling yeah. back to their home state, traveling to Florida and traveling back, and once spring break hit and a lot of people started traveling again. Yeah. Yeah, but I I, I distinctly remember having a conversation with some coworkers and one of them mentioned like, uh, yeah, there, there's Japan's talking about they're going to cancel the Olympics. And this was maybe January. Cause I remember it was definitely at work and I was like, that'll never happen. They're, they have too much money on the line. They're lose everything if they did. And I had to eat crow six months later when they announced that, yeah, we're canceling them until the next year. And even next year, well, not looking no, they, they, they did say that they're, it's, they will go on. They like will. Japan said, it's going to happen next year. Oh, no matter what like crowdless. I, I assume so. Because well, Japan's like, statistics aren't as bad as America's, but they're not exactly they were getting much there. better. They, yeah. they still have a, a number of breakouts. So Yeah. No, I was reading the other day, it was something about, like, they're saying, like, the, the, the second wave in parts of Europe, and, and it's like, well, second wave, like, our first wave, wave. we're, we're just going to be one long wave, I guess. Yeah. We're not going to have an ebb in a, in a second wave. It's just going to be the, the entire... Just the, I mean, Wave. we're like, I think it was the end of October, November was when the first sort of big COVID news started. So we're literally about a year away from it being when it broke out in China. Yeah, yeah I can't remember exactly like, when, but yeah, I definitely I feel like something year. like November was when it really yeah became like day to day news when it was being reported on. So we're coming up on it, and it's just like, <sighs> it shouldn't have gone on this long. But anyway, but yeah, um. Yeah, I think I think a lot of times 
we definitely all have the thought or the comment about it's not that big of a deal but for COVID I think yeah we, we realize man it's a bigger deal than it than it than I think a lot of us treated it when it first came a big deal anyway uh now on to hands down my favorite scene of this episode and like I said this is something when I would watch it in a syndication but when I would watch it short of binging it I would just replay the scene over and over again because especially their harmonies and their melodies with the Billy Joel sing-along is just so good and it's so funny so we're just gonna go into it <laughs> it's self-explanatory Tracy I just thought of a few more things I need from you shut your mouth I am finished taking orders from you and I think that you're a four I do Tracy I don't want to interrupt this moment this is great stuff but that's Billy Joel's anything you sing to that tune uh, I can't use on the show that's too bad but if I sing you cannot do anything to make me look bad on your TV show and also let me say that Liz is a hoe a dirty hoe you are a child and you're losing your mind. I want to kick you. I'm not good at making up songs. Unlike me, who is good, as you can tell from this rhyme. Music trivia time. What song are they joking about? Uptown Girl. Yeah, you got it. So, I mean, I think that scene sort of speaks for itself in terms of just, I think that's that idea of, of fun, 30 rock comedy of them. I don't know. I, I don't really know how to explain it other than just the fact that Liz is so close to getting the perfect rhyme and that she can rhyme off mine. She's going to kick you in the behind. I mean, I feel like it. it's just her being silly and the fact that Tracy's so confident in his rhymes that he doesn't actually rhyme anything. Like, it's just, it's all, it's just, it's so zany and perfect for what it is. And then you do it to the tune of Billy Joel or any song really, but do it to Uptown Girl. It's just, ah, just, I, I, for me, just a classic 30 Rock moment that still runs through my mind. So we're, we're cutting a bit more scenes. Uh, Liz has really had it with, um, Tracy and goes to Jack to get advice and obviously he cannot out she cannot out crazy Tracy so she has to either play the same game as him or just give in uh, meanwhile still in the Lutz storyline Lutz has basically made it a competition to see who can survive uh, and get to be in the, his final three and be a part of his car ride out of the desert wasteland that will be the post-apocalyptica New York I guess Again, it's not my favorite storyline. There's some there's some bits in there, especially like him revealing that he doesn't actually have a car, which I feel like could have come a little bit earlier. But anyway, no, I feel like it comes at a good point. I just feel like the where it ends on the first part of his storyline is where he you then cut to him in the camera saying, "I don't actually have a car," but you still play it up rather than revealing it just now. I don't know. It's it's such a minor thing that it's not that big of a deal. Uh, but Liz confronts Tracy. Uh, in the hallways once again and she thinks she's finally been able to one-up him but uh, he's got other plans Tracy your little singing game is over I got auto-tune for my computer and if you try to sing I'll just take out the melody and no one has to pay for that Liz Lemon one doo-doo-doo-doo that was me singing the Beatles here comes the sun for free 
Help, please. I'm way ahead of you. And I'm not rehearsing. I'm going to shoot guard gnomes with a handgun at Tupac's house. Yeah, Tupac is alive. I bet you'd like to have that on your show. Yes, Tracy, obviously. But again, I can't use any of it when you're wearing that mask. The Rangers logo is trademarked. Okay, fine. Jack was right. I can't out-crazy you. So we're going to talk right now. No cameras. All right, so we'll continue that scene here in a second. But it's it's wild to me that... Or not wild to me, but... Uh, so I'm going back through the Muppet Show, which was the late 70s um, production. And the amount of Beatles music that they were able to like cover, it's like, man, they couldn't get away with it now. Because like, mm. I mean, maybe now they could, but I remember in the late 90s and the early 2000s, like, I think Michael Jackson owned a the lot Beatles of the Beatles discography. And I think then Apple bought it from him. So like... Yeah, because it was off streaming for a long time. Uh, yeah, it's only in the last couple of years they they were able to make it on Spotify mm-hmm. and other services. But yeah, like the idea of, of in in any capacity getting a Beatles song either cover or not was just you were probably blowing your entire budget just to get one of their songs uh, on your show. Um, but like, I mean, they covered blue. Uh, they covered Blackbird. They covered. And the, this is the Muppets. The Muppets covered like Blackbird, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, which is from the White Album, arguably one of their biggest albums. They covered Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club. They said, uh, Get By With a Little Help From My Friends, which Joe Cocker also covered. But um, it's just, I mean, it's it's wild how many Beatles covers there were in the late 70s, early 80s that you could do that then. It wasn't as litigious or it wasn't as held up in red tape. Or, or whoever owned the catalog was more, more lenient. Yeah. Yeah, licensing it out. But yeah, it's 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 fun watching old shows and seeing how much they get they were able to get away with before it became like contractually harder and harder to do things like that. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a little fun fun notice I've seen uh, watching the Muppets. Uh, but in Tracy's dressing room, Liz and Tracy finally have an out, and I, I always felt this scene could have been another one of those good heartfelt moments of them finally like getting to the their their point of their whole uh annoyances with each other but it just doesn't quite get there but it's it, it's trying all right tracy the kid gloves are coming off oh that explains it those are gloves no wonder they're so coarse and wrinkly five years ago i rescued your career and how do you repay me by making my life Harder at every turn. You are late, you blow off rehearsals, and your online romance prank was not funny. I fell in love with you. <laughs> you are a yellow hat to that coffee shop. You know what's actually funny about all this? You think I'm the problem. Have you ever tried to work with you? Really? You're trying to blame me? Five years ago, I saved your show. I rode in here on a white horse that you made me leave in the lobby. All you do is stifle me when you should be thanking me. Oh, yeah, I should be thanking you. Without me, do you have any idea where you would be right now? This hunky grandma be tripping over Surfmaster's mid-range jet skis. Where do you think you would be without me? Now, Jerry, in rehearsal, it's okay to play with yourself, but when we do the show... Hey, dummy, you gotta drive me to paintball. No complaining. The only reason why I got that DUI is because it was your birthday. What's up, Jerry? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, at least Jerry bothered to come to rehearsal. And in my alternate reality, Dennis dies and I win the lottery. But then I would run you over with a jet ski. Damn it! 
A lot happened in that scene. A lot happened in that scene. Tracy um, Catfish Liz, we found out. That's so mean, but it's his laughing directly in her face is so funny to me because he's not like giggling. He's like full on cackling. Like, <laughs> you are yellow hat to that coffee shop. Like, he not only like did all of it, he watched her from a distance falling for it. Like, it's just so devious. It's so terrible. But there's also a fun through line there where uh, an earlier episode in season one or two where. Jack asks Liz what what she sees herself doing, and she says improv for seniors. So she's. Did you see what it said her name was on the sign in the room? Oh no, I missed it. Libby Lemon. Libby. Yeah, that's also short for Elizabeth, but uh, I mean, I guess so, but I don't. That's all. It just shows you the different direction that well, uh, and she, she would have been a Libby, not a Liz, and she ends up marrying him. Do you think she takes his? Well, no, she kept Lemon, so she wouldn't have kept his last name or took his last name. Yeah. Yes, and there's a Dennis Duffy. Oh, Dennis Duffy. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a little while. But he's just that one scene. We don't see him again. He was in this episode more than Danny. Oh, you're right. We just had Danny back last week, and I forgot to even look out for him this episode because I'm just so used to him not being there. So Jack gets some... It's not right to say good news, but gets news that there is actually a, a natural disaster. This plan is paying off already. Yeah, it's already paying dividends. Um, but meanwhile, Liz and Tracy get the unfortunate news that their recent argument was actually caught on film and they have to argue that it cannot be shown. Really? You're trying to blame me? Five years ago, I saved your show. Okay, first of all, I look weird there because I'm snarting. You snorted in my dressing room? And second of all, I said no cameras. That footage cannot be shown on television. I'm trying to buy an island over here. I'm sorry, Trey, but now I just need a heartfelt resolution. So we're going to use a little reality TV magic. We call it staging it or lying. We shoot you guys meeting in the hallway. Uh, you apologize, you hug. Oh, you are disgusting. And I have absolutely no reason to apologize to him. And I have no reason to hug her other than my love of having boobs pressed against me. If I hugged you, I would angle it so that you got no boobs. And I would anticipate your angling and I would get there. I would get there. So while Jack is riding high thinking that NBC will be the the number one destination for the celebrity relief of the latest natural disaster in a fantastic 30 rock twist he soon learns that he's got more than he bargained for when he finds out who really owns the island yeah when he finds out who actually owns the island (laughs) and what they'll be benefiting from where have you been sir have you seen the news i don't have to jonathan i know what's on it the poor people of bongo island and their brave shorts wearing police force if you're just joining us this is nbc's continuing coverage of the devastation in mongo the fijian island owned by controversial actor mel gibson We are receiving reports of extensive damage to the main house, as well as the house for Gibson's cars. No word yet on the fate of Gibson's collection of anti-Semitic and misogynistic literature. No! No, this is not a prank. This is Jack Donaghy, and I'm calling about Operation Righteous Cowboy Lightning. Hello? We are joined now by a relative of the island's owner, Oscar Gibson. Good eye. First off, the Holocaust never happened. <laughs> we go now to NBC's exclusive primetime benefit for the victims of the devastation in Mongo. Specifically, Mel Gibson and his house guest, John Goslin. <laughs> Why do bad things happen to good people? We'll never know. But look at these pictures. Look at these beautiful souls. 
and pick up the phone. Every dollar you give to help, Mel Gibson, will go towards rebuilding his sex jacuzzi and help the people. The thing that happened, happened to. I always wondered what happened to John Goslin, and now I know. Now he's stuck on Mongo Island. Mago, I, I the, phonetically you would read it Mago because it's M A G O, but I don't know maybe where it's located. Maybe pop that. Maybe Polynesian language, is, whatever Polynesian language yeah. it is, has a quirk that yeah. we um, don't know. I, but I'm curious how the rights are to have like stock footage of Mel Gibson and John Goslin in. Like, did they have to get him to sign off on using those, even though he's not actually in the episode? Because I guess it depends on who took the image and who has the rights to it. Because yeah, like, you would just buy them. a lot of times you'll see like, what is it? Getty is the image service that like often has like all those red carpet Stop. photos, and you have yeah. to like, like I think a lot of companies have just like a subscription license where oh, they can, okay. you know what I mean? So okay. it's probably through whatever yeah, okay. they just bought them. Okay, right service. Yeah, I mean, not that they said it. Well, I guess the anti-Semitic stuff could be seen as you know, defamation, even though he's been very outspoken about it, but it's one thing for him to say it. It's another thing for someone else to say it about him. But I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I guess 30 Rock's beneath Mel Gibson. He's not going to sue them over anything like that. Yeah. But this was the He was at a pretty dark point then, so. Yeah, yeah. They they showed his um, they showed his mugshot there, too, in, in yeah. one of those shots. But, yeah, this was... This was not, it wasn't breaking news, but this was post, well, definitely a few years after Passion of the Christ and all of that, but um, he was still definitely riding the wave of a lot of really anti-Semitic and was this, was this, this was been post also his like really abrasive voicemail he left mm-hmm. to, I, I think, think so. Yeah. So yeah, he was just not in a good place mentally and whatever but he's been off the map for a little while yeah, he had that movie a couple of years ago hacksaw ridge that yeah i love play. jenna's little song it's that, that's gonna be what closes us out um in this episode because it's i love it and we haven't we haven't played it fully but her song is so fun you can tell she really feels for she the people really that feels. the thing that happened, happened well to. again all she has to do is get the right to sing and she'll do it <laughs> she doesn't really care what she's singing about um but we come to the uh the finale of this of the episode uh, Lutz has gotten a car. Unfortunately, they realize that he literally just bought it, and he immediately loses his car because a homeless person has stolen it from him. Well, do we know it's a homeless person? Because I'm pretty sure it's the same guy that lives with Kenneth. It looks like the same oh. actor, like Carl, C- Captain Carl, or something like that. Anyway, uh, so Lutz's story wraps up with him, of course, just being the butt of jokes, um, as it always is. Uh, meanwhile, Liz and Tracy see the the final, ver- which those editors cranked it out really quick to get that finale up for them to already be airing it on TV. Like, because reality show is not like you film it a week and then it goes on TV the next week. Usually, you film it in a huge batch the season before and then it airs. Because a lot of the time, they were really quick on getting this episode up. Um, but uh, they realize that even though it's fake, it's still a heart uh, a heart touching. Heart touching, heart heartfelt, warming, heartfelt. heartfelt, heartwarming scene with the stand-in actors. Mm, we now return to Queen of Jordan. You heard me. Ugh. What the hell, Tracy? I need you. Of course, friend. So we're good. Never better. You're the best. Love you. Love you more. 
Let's never fight again. No, never, Tracy. I know it's fake, but... Damn it, I miss him. I knew I'd get that boob squish. Tracy, I'm sorry. Don't. You already said it all on the show. You said it all. I got there. I'm angling. I'm angling. Ah, so that's fun. Um, we get a second Hannibal Burris cameo. And has that lady been on? She looked very familiar. She did look familiar. Um, let me see who that is. Oh, she's not even getting the credit. I'll say hmm. I like how it says Hannibal Burris is playing Hannibal there. Yeah, well, I don't think he ever gets a name in the show. Yeah. So maybe that's just, maybe that's, maybe in the script that's just he's written as. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Operation Righteous Cowboy Lightning. Um, again, super funny episode. I think this is like quintessential 30 Rock comedy i think they nailed it well especially doing like meta jokes about reality tv and and just tv production in general and you know mocking all of those ideas and sort of showing the thing that i kind of that i definitely hate about reality about how they they have no problem sort of staging moments like that whole obviously it's a visual joke but what the producer was asking them to do they just stage it so they have hannibal burris and another actress who don't even look like either Tracy or Liz just do this fake hug and they don't even try to hide that they're not the same. Like they could have just done like, you know, shoulders down and that probably would have been good enough to fool some people. But yeah, they just go all in on making the joke as, as just bad, making it look as bad as possible for the, for the comedy. So I, I appreciate that. But yeah. Um, and as we learned after the credits, it was a rousing success. It worked because all you need is a heartwarming song and a reunion, and which is right. The sorry, the the, the special works not well. I guess the reality show worked too. Yeah, but. yeah, and no, you're right. In the post credit or the, in the credit scene, we uh, we learned that despite all the ups and downs of Jack's uh, experiment, it it did work for him. Um, and the reality show worked for Liz and Tracy's um, friendship. So everything's squared away at the end of the sitcom episode. So that's good. Um, but yeah, so the credit scene. So the credit scene is uh, Jack and Liz just talking over the end of the day events like they usually do. Uh, and then they sort of also make fun of the trope of you just play music over scenes and have people looking at each other, which is very infamous on like a lot of those Grey's Anatomy's dramas, yeah. you just sort of do that, and that somehow makes everything okay, even though like nothing may be resolved, but it makes the audience happy, so who cares kind of thing. Um, but it's it's one of those things for me that until someone like really pointed it out, that I was like, oh, you're right. That is really what a lot of TV shows yeah. will do. It makes me think of like shows like Dawson's Creek. Although I know, like, I mean, obviously, t- but like for some reason, that's like my go-to. Like, I just feel like Paula Cole and just like like dramatic like. Yeah, exactly. You just like stare off yeah. at each other. But they're obviously like gazillions of these examples. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, the one that really drove it home for me was um, Community did one of their, I mean, a lot of their episodes are very meta, but they did the sort of faux mockumentary style like The Office would do. And The Office was really guilty of doing that exact same thing of just longing glances and stares at others while music's playing. And it works because there's just something about the sentimentality of it or whatever it is, it all just works. But uh, uh, 
Abed is talking about how easy it is really to just do a show like that where you there's not much work involved. Most of the work is involved in the editing more than actually having actors that are talented or skilled because you can just have raw emotions, slap a soundtrack over it, and then the rest is just the post-production. That's really where most of the work goes. And he's like, it's not bad. I, I, he's like, I'm not angry at it. I'm not mad at it. It's just, it kind of is what it is, but it's basically like shooting fish in a barrel. And I'll, I'll see if I can, I'll, I, it's just a short clip. I'll see if I can find it in that episode and throw it in here because I think he sum, summarizes it really well. It's just like, I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's just, and he's just making, you know, commentary on the state of television at that time was so many shows were doing it that it was just easy to do. Uh, and that's that's how we close out this episode episode two in the credit scene is uh, Liz and Jack doing that exactly just making like random glances at each other and while uh, One Republic's Secrets is playing over the credits. It's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, any other thoughts on Operation Righteous Cowboy Lightning before we say adieu? Yeah, As, like I said at the beginning, it was a really strong episode, and we're definitely in the 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 run of the last few has been a. a a big uptick from some of the episodes that came before that. So, adieu. All right. Well, as always, if you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we'll see you next week in episode 93, season 5, episode 13, Que Sorpresa, where Jack uh, has to try and fit in with the new corporate values that the Cable Town boss is bringing, as well as Liz takes a... Uh, takes the reins on hiding Avery's pregnancy and has to act pregnant herself so to avoid a scandal. So we will see you next time. David takes out. See you next time. Hey, are you okay? Oh, you're kidding. Your dumb stunt worked? It was our highest rating since that episode of SVU where the detectives watched American Idol. It was a train wreck. It was reality TV. It can be good, it can be terrible, it just can't be anything in between. You know, some people actually craft stories. And when the story doesn't have an ending, you don't just create one out of thin air by playing music or having people give each other meaningful looks. Sure, that might manipulate an audience into thinking they're feeling something, but it sucks. Tell me what you want from me. was so sad we can't believe it got so bad when the stuff we know occurred went down so find it in your heart step up and do your part and help the people the thing that happened happened to help the people the thing that happened happened to